well in your beds. Because if this thing comes true, there ain't gonna be any more. It's an elevator. Somebody sent those dead up here to get us. Now, there's no controls inside, but there's maintenance overrides in there. I was wrong. We were so wrong. We must leave. Hello, welcome once again to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the USA of A, and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how's it going? It's going all right. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm okay. I've been better. Sounds good. Sounds good. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? Good. Excellent. All right. So for folks who are curious, today is March 31st, 2022. Uh, that's for some of our listeners like Pam, who uh, are always curious when we record, because sometimes these episodes don't come out immediately the following week. Sometimes it's maybe months. and Sometimes it's a half a year. But either way, they record it, they put in the queue, and they're eventually released. So uh, for a, state, a date stamp, uh, March 31st, 2022. Um, now, uh, for folks who have stumbled upon it, we are Dark Discussions Podcast, which is part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. We've been around for over uh, 11 years now, about that actually, and uh, the website has multiple podcasts, including this one, as well as news and information and release notices and whatnot, so it's a place that you can go check daily. We also have an email, darkdiscussions at aol.com, or just press contact us linked on the menu on darkdiscussions.com and that will open up an email as well you can send your emails to us and we will read your emails on the podcast if you uh, send us um, questions or suggestions or even your own mini review Uh, also uh, eric what else can people find on darkdiscussions.com they can find the link to our patreon account patreon is a service that allows you to financially contribute to our online artists like us producing this show is not free we have to pay for things like uh, web hosting and equipment and movie rentals and so on and so forth. So if you would like to help offset this cost of producing this show, that's how you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions, or you can follow the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com for every $5 a month that you contribute. You'll have the option to submit a topic for us to possibly do a show about. We take all the submissions from our patrons and draw one at random on a quarterly basis. Any and all contributions are greatly appreciated. All right, sounds good. And we do appreciate all such things as Eric mentioned. Uh, now, if we do have uh, time at the end of the episode, we may get into some news or what I we've been watching. Time. Uh, but bef- we may. But uh, before we do get into that, I guess we can talk about our topic tonight. And uh, Eric, what is that we're going to discuss tonight? 
<laughs> Tonight, we're going to be talking about a movie currently available on Shudder called The Scary of 61st. It's R911. What do you mean? I mean, it's a total paradigm shift. Red pilled a lot of people. Open their eyes to the realities of pedophilic corruption. Do you feel like you're being watched? Can we afford this? Something extremely sinister happened in this apartment. Are you in danger? You came here for a reason. I came here to get closer to the truth. I felt watching throughout the townhouse. No one is watching. They are. If you're persistent in your quest, your path will reveal the deepest secrets. We found this card. Where? Our house. Move out. You don't understand. You're in grave danger. Don't you get it? This place is cursed. It's not so bad. Don't you get used to it? Oh my god. Is she following us? I think maybe we're starting to get too close to the truth. That's right. The Scary of 61st is a film that is available now on Shudder. It uh, pretty much is a uh, 2022 film because it uh, was released on Shudder. Actually, believe it or not, it says December 24th, 2021. Hmm, I don't know, but we're going to consider it a 2022 film because it suddenly just appeared on Shudder, and that's uh, how we found out about it. Um, the film is directed by Dasha Nark Rasova, who is a uh, Belarusian immigrant. Uh, has been living in the States pretty much her um, adult life and, and teenage years. She actually was one of the stars of the film, uh, and her character is simply named The Girl. Uh, also, uh, the film was uh, co-written by her as well as Madeline Quinn, and Madeline Quinn uh, played Noelle in the film. And then the film stars, as I mentioned, uh, Dasha Nakrasova, Madeline Quinn, and Betsy Brown. And Betsy Brown plays Addie of uh, the film. Uh, did festivals for a while, a couple years. Uh, actually won Best First Time Direction or something like that at the Berlin International Film Festival uh, a couple a year ago or so. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, right now, the Rotten Tomatoes has it at 40, 54% uh, <laughs> out of 35 cricks and uh, uh, with an average of 5.8 out of 10. Uh, Metacritic gives it 49 out of 100 from 10 critics. And um, one writer suggested some comparisons of this film with some actually classic films, but I, I won't mention it because... Uh, that wouldn't be fair for this film. Uh, or and it might also mislead the audience into thinking it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's, I don't know that's, how I got a 54%. Well, well, again, we, we, we do know critics versus uh, uh, audiences uh, are much different than uh, the good old days uh, when you could at least 
have some faith in critics. Uh, but we should, should go around and see how we heard about this film and what we thought about it. And uh, let's start with you, Mike, since uh, you said it was on your a possible list of uh, topics to do. And uh, how did you hear about it and what did you think? Well, it was on my list only because I went through new movies on Shudder at some point and was trying to take note of what are new movies out that we might be able to review. So because we often end up at the end of a podcast uh, asking ourselves, so uh, what are we doing next week? And I thought, let me see if I can find some things. And I wrote down a list of 2022 movies that were new and preferably free, meaning free on a service that most of us already subscribe to, like Shudder or Hulu or Netflix. And I actually had seen one of the 54% positive reviews for this film, and I guess I had probably had noted the uh, um, that it had won that award for whatever it was uh, that at the film festival. I shared one of the reviews I had seen for it with you guys, and um, it was apparently not a representative sample. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I had heard of it, and I just knew it had said something about the uh, – uh, Jeffrey Epstein thing, um, whatever you want to call that, uh, pedophilia. We could call it that if, if you, yeah, that, uh, but it's <laughs> rare too. Well, because yeah, it's not because it because it goes beyond that, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does go beyond that, right? So yeah, um, yeah, because it, it's it was a very big thing. It's like I don't know if there's a single word that encompasses the whole. Entire of it, but certainly sex trafficking. Ring, I guess probably stuff. does it. Hmm? A bunch of awful stuff. Yeah. Uh, it involved him, you know, in a white suit with a midget on an island going, Come, welcome to Fantasy Island. Yes. It's uh, <laughs> just, it was, uh, it's awful. Um, but so certainly it's going to make it stand out. And uh, so that's how I had heard of it and fell through some names out there. And I said, I have that on my list. And somehow with nothing else standing out, we ended up going on to that film. Um, anyway, yeah, the movie kind of blows. Um, it's got. Uh, so for context, just so people know, because I may be unfairly biased against this film for a couple of reasons. And may not be giving it a fair shot. <laughs> so uh, once again, I've been having these eye treatments for the last like year and a half, and you know I had one that went terribly in December, and I had another shot on Tuesday, and it did not go terribly, but did not go well. So I was kind of watching the movie through burning eyes yesterday. Oh, you're so lucky. Um, <laughs> So that certainly would have interfered in my enjoyment of the movie, and 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 that alone made it hard to watch. It also had sort of this uh, Ken Russell fever dream kind of thing going on for a lot of it, which I think we all know by this point uh, is not my thing. Uh, so with those boxes checked off, right, as possible reasons why I would not have, ex- like external reasons that do that I might not have liked the film that have nothing to do with the quality of the movie itself. The movie still sucked. I thought, um, mostly I will, let me just, all I'll say, because it's just, it was going to be long, turning into a long, long tirade. And I think you guys deserve it better. Um, if you're going to make a movie around a real crime story, especially a recent real crime story, uh, you should really have something interesting to say about it. 
and I don't think this did. And so then it just becomes a, a cheap marketing ploy. Mm-hmm. And I am all for cheap marketing ploy, but a cheap marketing ploy built around the real life pedophilia ring is a little tasteless. But again, I think you could have done it. Yeah, we've seen and and we've saw that done with like the hunt where they took internet conspiracy theory crap like Pizzagate, incorporated that into its own story and made something that actually had a point to it. And I don't think this one did. All right. Is that it? That's it. Okay, let's go with Uh This movie was horrible. Um, everything Mike said is very true. He might have seen it through burning eyes, but he's the lucky one. Um, it, the acting is horrendous. Um, just the plot is terrible. It really didn't have a point, and yeah, it's you know it's ripping off the headline news, so that felt like a I don't know. It felt bad that that was being used, um, and I just did not like this at all. And I watched it because it was on our list and I made it through and I should get a star for that. <laughs> all right. Anything else? Uh, Bert? No, I guess that's about it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. For me, I heard about the film same way, you know, Mike was mentioning, um, it, it is an art house film. So obviously this type of horror film won't necessarily be for everybody. Um, if you're looking for midnight or grindhouse films, uh, it does have a lot of nudity, uh, full nudity. Um, so that may interest some folk, uh, as a movie itself, it's, it's absolutely horrible. Um, it is probably the worst film in my opinion that we've ever, um, reviewed on, on this podcast. Um, the film as, as stated, uh, had the Epstein as the headlines, and so I had to stop the film midway to see. Okay, I got to I got to see if what, what's going on with the, the the film creator. And so I looked it up, and the film creator is um, she has has done podcasts that are very far left um, to um, the extreme. So I was thinking, okay, so maybe there it's going to be a left wing film, but I I don't know. Um, so I kept on watching it. And they did mention some stuff like Pizzagate and this, but the, and the Clintons and stuff. But then they kept on talking about Epstein. So I'm thinking, all right, this and maybe maybe they're they're talking about something else. And and then I just gave up and said, all right, I'll just watch the film for what it is. It turns Don't out it's just a there, there is no, yeah, there, there's no message. It's <laughs> it's it's just terrible. The acting is horrendous, as Barrett said. I was laughing, literally. 75 to 85 percent through the movie and I, and I mean out loud laughing and i'm not kidding uh, because i was laughing not because it's supposed to be funny but because it was just so bad the acting was 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 either terrible or they overacted um and it was just hilarious how ridiculous the, some of the scenes were um yeah so I, I could keep on going on but yeah i'll i'll pass it to eric it's just a terrible film uh, eric <laughs> Yeah, uh, I heard about this because I was told we're doing an episode on it. <sighs> um, that's what I get for missing a week. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I can't argue with anything anyone has said. 
Um, oh, you missed last we, week too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we both yeah, did. did. So we, yeah. we this yeah. is like being punished. This is your yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> punishment for missing last week, Barrett. Uh, so yeah, I can't I, I can't argue with anything that's been said about this movie. Uh, as Kevin from the office would say, this movie is a circle of hot garbage. Um, <laughs> it's bad. It's real bad. It's like eating a hot circle of garbage. Uh, I knew you'd like that one, Phil. <laughs> that was a great one. That was one of the best lines of The Office. Oh my god, it was so funny. Um, yeah, acting is awful. The story is almost non-existent. Um, <laughs> they're just saying crazy shit and getting naked. Um, which would normally be a not terribly bad thing. Well, the thing is, the acting is so bad, it makes the nudity not even enjoyable. I've seen yeah. better acting in porns, for sure. <laughs> and it's and it's in an un, very uncomfortable context. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Well, if you want to watch some, weird some attractive 20-something women get naked. Uh, yeah, Pornhub, uh, and you'll get a much more coherent story. Right to the point. <laughs> Now, here's the with, thing. With only about a third as much achiness. Yeah. I I feel bad when we when we get a movie like this that's so bad that we just tear it to shreds. Uh because I'm sure the people involved with making this movie are fine people. Um I'm yep. sure they worked very hard to make this movie. Um and I I I don't like being mean to people unless it's Phil. But I was going to say but the thing is i i just i can't find anything good to say about this movie even the nudity was unappealing for me because it was in such a horrible context um so yeah i i, I don't i don't have anything good to say about this movie all right so it appears that uh this movie is a but what was it, Kevin's comment again, Eric? A circle of hot garbage. <laughs> all right. And I think all four of us agree on that. Um, so uh, before we uh, get into discussing the film and all that, uh, Eric, uh, do we have a wiki? Wiki, wiki. Um, two roommates' lives are upended after finding out that their new Manhattan apartment harbors a dark secret. Okay. Hey, and somebody's going to have to explain to me what that secret was because it was still uh, unclear at the end of the day. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> it was formerly uh, owned by Jeffrey Epstein. That's um, it. And that's yeah, it. That and apparently was somehow part of the, the pedophilia ring. Or... And maybe haunted and maybe <laughs> still involved with. And we got to throw Prince Andrew in there and the girl <laughs> having like a big thing for all things English. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't and, really matter because the plot's and, incoherent anyway. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So that's fine. I've seen other IMDb's uh, that I think may have mentioned Epstein, but you're right. I, when I went in, I was completely blind, sided by the Epstein angle. Um, they so mentioned no, uh, Blurb. Uh, yeah, that's where I spread it. Yeah, you're right. Um, yes. So, I mean, I, I kind of want. I, Again, I was really in a bad frame of mind here, and um, 
because you know it's weird when you're really having trouble seeing for more than 24 hours. It plays weird with your head a little bit. But there's a moment where they're explaining the doors in the new apartment, where like yeah. who's gets which bedroom. Yeah, at the beginning, mm-hmm. and yeah. I was having trouble yeah. following. Yeah, I, did I didn't write really that, understand it either. And I wrote down Chekhov's door oh, lock, I, knowing full well the door lock was going to play in eventually. But I couldn't quite. I really just they were they were deliberately going out of their way to explain the device of how the doors locked and who locked who out of the. the and I still kind of walked away from that, not quite following. I got kind of kind of got the idea that the. But not exactly. I, you know, and that was a bad sign in hindsight. Gotcha. Yeah, I, that actually, I believe it or not, that I understood that completely for me. Um, basically, what it is is they're they're two girls looking for a new apartment in Manhattan, and, and they find one. And when the guy's showing the apartment, who's a dink, so I wouldn't have even I would have walked out. He was just a dink, the the realtor. Um, and what it was is there was a a um, bedroom and then there was a second bedroom but the second bedroom you only could get through to if you went through the first bedroom and what happened was is that that second bedroom had a door that led out another exit and that person who lived in that second bedroom could be locked out of the entire rest of the apartment because the person in the first bedroom could lock their bedroom's doors, which would lock the second bedroom door and force that person to have to go outside back in through the other entrance to get back into the kitchen and bathroom areas. So that it was sounds one of those like a completely kind of dumb sucked. setup. Yeah. yeah. Well, unless yeah, you're locking so, somebody yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> to have child sex with them, yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Or, or, um, uh, yeah, yeah, it was definitely not for you know, you know a family or even roommates, if you ask me, for the fact that one bedroom, assuming there was no lock, the second bedroom person would always have to walk through the other person's bedroom, and that's kind of weird. So it, it's a, it was a terrible setup, unless it was intentionally put that way, and that's what I think you, Barrett, you and Mike are, are implying. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, now. Um, before we continue, uh, what we do here on Dark Discussions for folks who are curious or have just stumbled upon us and don't know. Uh, basically, we eventually will throw up a spoiler alert because we don't just review films here on Dark Discussions. We also critique and dissect. So we'll talk, go into deep spoilers and whatnot in specific scenes and so forth. Um, so at one point, we'll throw up the spoiler. But before we do throw up the spoiler, we talk about general things and stuff like that. Uh, so there's the heads up. Now, the, the one thing I wanted to bring up was there was a film a few years ago, many years ago now. It's crazy how old it is now. Uh, Wolf's Creek uh, from Australia, where they had t- two characters, actually three characters that were the leads. And in that film, you think one girl is the lead character. And technically is for a good portion of the film, but then they switched to the other girl as the lead character and it was done well Yeah. here. Here you think Abby, I think that's the character's name. Uh, uh, Abby normal. Uh, Addy, uh, Addy, 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 Addy for Adderall, Addy, right? Um, yeah, so you, you Addy, think and, Addy and, the, and Noel. Yeah, 
Right. You think Addie is the lead character for a bit. And then it seems like it's going to be Noelle for a bit. And then it thinks it's the quote unquote, the girl. And then by the end of the film, it's the character that wasn't even in the first 15 or 20 minutes of the film that appears to be the lead character. So And seemed the most loony to start with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this film starts with here are these two girls from that knew each other, I guess, from college. I don't college, know if it was yeah. be, went before college. They're I moving in together college. out of school. Um, but I guess there's like some signs they are kind of growing apart. And then they really kind of grow apart because of what happens in this. Um, but they each really follow their own narrative path. And, and, and I, I, I don't. So the one gets hooked up with the girl, spends the entire rest of the film with the girl, without ever learning the girl's name. <laughs> right. No, it's not one of these things. So I'm watching them because I always like I try to write down the character names for when we discuss to she try to remember who the hell they she are. Even says it. And then she right, I saw thinking that I diner. missed it, and then right with like an hour into the movie and they get into a disagreement. She says, I don't even know your name. It's like, you've been hanging out with what seemed like this girl for days. You still don't know what to call her. What do you just say? Hey, mole girl. Mm -hmm. Because she has a, a distinctive right, or, or, on her chin, like dead yeah, center on her, on her chin. I am not making right. fun of her having a mole on her chin. It is. However, you know, there's two blonde girls and she's one of them. So I can't refer to as a, as the as the blonde girl because they're both fat. No, we 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 get your point right there. But that's they, that's they, I'm just I'm just letting her... the, I'm just letting the audience know that's how I was able to spot which blonde it was that I was interacting with at the that particular moment. But um, yeah, yeah, it's just and and the other one's kind of going off in her own adventure with her gay boyfriend. <laughs> supposedly gay. I don't. Supposedly I don't gay. get where they. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't get know. where they get that from either, because he's like hitting on that girl that's in his store near the end. He, he never yeah. showed any any traits of, of of any sexuality, but heterosexuality. Right. There there was nothing there, and it's I sort of like you just said. We need we need to check off the box. Can, can we make this guy gay too? Sure. Why not? Maybe without ever maybe rewriting the character at all. <laughs> maybe, ridiculous. but it also could be simple uh, bigotry in a sense. You know, like like how when people in the 70s and 80s would just call another kid uh, F, you know, the F word. Yeah. Uh, I, it could be but, something like that uh, because they kept on using the R word in this film here. So it's just really? girls that are being stupid. No, no. Re, R, the, for mentally challenged folks, <laughs> the R word. The one Phil can't say uh, correctly because he's from No, the they, they were intimating that he was gay. Like, I don't get it. Then. Then yeah, it didn't make sense. sense. For sure it didn't make sense. So anyway, continue, Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah, and so she's going off into her own thing. And fundamentally what's happening is that one is going through a ghost possession story, which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and who's who is possessing her? We don't even know who's and then the and, there's, and then the others are going down this conspiracy theory rabbit hole. And I'm not always sure. Like when she says, oh, and have you heard about Pizzagate? I know I'm yeah. supposed to be laughing at that line. I'm almost positive I'm laughing at that line. <laughs> but I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be laughing with these girls or being dragged along with them into their delusion. Um, 
you know, there was a movie that came out of found footage film maybe about eight years ago, which I think was just called Conspiracy. Which I really liked, but it was the same idea of this following a guy going down the conspiracy rabbit hole. Are you talking about the one with Mel Gibson? No, that's there wasn't that conspiracy theory. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, and I found that film really interesting, even though, and look, when I, in my younger days, I got sucked into some of the conspiracy stuff before I finally a got a life, <laughs> and b interacted with with people actually in positions of actual authority and realize they don't know what the fuck they're doing um, and made a whole conspiracy thing completely implausible. <laughs> um, so I can, I, so I can empathize a bit with that part with the girls, right. Going down that way and kind of looking at them and maybe laughing at them, but I don't know what the point of the, what, what was the film saying with them? Because if they do go in and pull in all the stuff, like you said, with, with um, uh, Prince Andrew, and you know the royals, and you see these people. Well, the the thing the is, if you're too. if you're gonna throw all this shit at the wall, you you need to be going somewhere with it. Like at the end, you should have a theory. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody knows all these random facts about the Jeffrey Epstein thing, um, but they're just random assorted facts. It's not like they don't have a solid. We think this is the story that hasn't been told to the public. They don't have any of that. They're just like, blah. Well, really, drove me crazy. They're like, who has an island except except to have sex with young kids? (laughs) And it's like, yes, he bought an island just for that. I'm sure he did, but not everybody that owns an island is a pedophile. (laughs) It's just Mr. Rourke. So weird. I don't know. I don't know anybody who has an island, so. Well, and like I said, and if they were making like the right, hunt, the hunt pulls in some of the QAnon folk, but they're there for laughs. You're supposed to laugh at some of the things that they're they're spouting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's the case here. And of course, it ends on a on a weird note too, right? Where it's kind of, sort of brings it all a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it doesn't though. Well, and then it's surreal stuff before too. <laughs> well, yeah. right, it does. Or it does. It does. Well, no, because she gets a letter. Spoiler warning. Right. Very terrible film that you really should not watch. Um, and again, folks, we don't like doing this. We really don't. But if we watch the movie, we we will give the honest review. We don't like going out of our way to criticize a film or dump on it. Um, she gets a letter that like warns her to stop investigating and. So clearly she's on to the truth. But what's the truth she's on to? We don't get presented right. with any of that. No. It doesn't right. well, make based sense. Off of how, how, based off of how they, they were talking about the, the, the British uh, monarchy and the Clintons and then Pizzagate, I, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe even though it sounds like it's all mixed up and what, who, or what side they're on, maybe they're just trying to say it's a whole conspiracy of everybody. And so stop or you'll be killed too or something. I I don't know. I mean, you know, know, so I'm just guessing because 
it, it didn't make any sense. But my well, understanding is... It didn't make any sense, because there's no theory. It's not like the whole movie she's talking about, well, I bet that so-and-so was involved with Jeffrey Epstein because of this angle, and it really means that this is happening. We don't get that. All we get is random name right. drops, and it's it doesn't make any right. sense. Because, then- like, what is she onto? We're never shown that. Right. There was There was no... Right. There is yeah. there is no moment where you have the big board with the red yarn exactly. connecting everything, and there well, in the middle is Chris Rock. Right? That's but, not. But, that's but, not there. But but it but but this is like like three different movies in one because you have the uh, Addy who is being either mentally insane or being possessed or a combination of both, which has nothing to do. Except and that maybe it just a little perverted with it, but it, and it didn't have anything to do with with the the conspiracy to cover up, you know. So why 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 was there any a ghost thing in in there in the first place? If the main plot of the movie was a conspiracy that was being covered up, and these two girls, Noel and quote unquote mole girl, were getting close to it, and then there's this whole dream sequence. But right before the letter, that has – I have no idea what any of it meant except maybe they're implying there was a conspiracy with some of the girls. And then the the two of the girls kind of just disappear at the end, and it's like, what the hell just happened? You know what well, this those, movie is like? They're dead. This, this movie is like a circle of hot garbage. Yeah. Well, right. and so, then they also have Ghislaine Maxwell yeah. in there too, which is it seemed it kind of dates the movie because like she's in jail now, right? I think so. Yeah, so yeah. it's that seemed I, weird she wasn't too. Walking around New York, she right. wasn't walking around New York City at at it, when this film was made, which was two thousand and twenty-one or twenty. So she was already hiding in New Hampshire back right. then. So I I don't know what what that was all about it was just it was just like eric said it, it's a uh hot circle of garbage or whatever <laughs> it's <was> terrible <laughs> and i didn't even get that the, the other two girls were dead you, you know you're saying to barrett telling me oh yeah they were dead and i was like oh i i, I must have missed that because i was still like what so you saw one of them get stabbed to death stabbed. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, one of yeah, the cooler but, but, scenes but, but the yeah, but but all the body was well. First of all, we see one getting stabbed, but then it switches from one girl to the other girl, like magically in the middle of the scene, doing the stabbing, and it's like what? So, and so I was confused there. And then when Greg, the boyfriend, comes, no one's there, and there's not there's nothing there. So up. none of that. That's a conspiracy. In three minutes in five minutes. So I'm thinking, was it all in their head? And I I, I don't I just don't understand. They they're kind of doing that whole conspiracy thing where you know there was like a cleaner and it got cleaned up really quick. Yeah. Well, we don't even understand why. Yeah, but, but what? Like why did one, they why, switch from the girl to Noel? Well, the one girl got knocked out, and then the other one just showed up down in the basement and then killed the other one. Right. Uh, why I'm she did? She seemed possessed at that point too, so that was weird to me as well. Yeah. Right, and. And really, I, I, I don't know if it's the most disturbing, but like moment in the film. But like the one creepy moment in the film is that Addie is having sex with her gay boyfriend. 
and yeah. saying, you know, like, how old am I? <laughs> oh. As I'm talking dirty. And he said, 26. He said, no, younger. Said, 25, because he doesn't get it. Um, younger, 18. You're 18 years old. No, younger. And she said something like, fuck me like a 13-year-old. But, boy, there's a sound clip that can come back to haunt me. But, um, <laughs> well, but you, you kind of like, even before you continue, I want to interject right there because that scene was so stupid because they show her voice change as if for us, the audience, but he doesn't notice that her voice changes to some like possessed demonic voice. And so it's like, well, we don't know, know, know what she sounds sex. like when well, she's having sex. Um, yeah, but if you replay well, that and scene, to, I to give it. You give guy credit, at least he jumped right the fuck out of bed when she said that. <laughs> yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, unless you have arranged this he ahead of time. Up. He threw her out, too. Yeah. yeah. He was like, fuck that noise. Yeah, if this is a particular fantasy that you might have, it's a really good idea to give the heads oh, up to the partner was... beforehand. Because that's a hell of a the thing best, to just drop best. in the middle of... Uh, the best line, though, was, was when she goes, don't you want to finish? He goes, I'll finish myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but, so that was great. We were led to believe that this is, a, <laughs> like, I think, like the spirit of one of the, the quote-unquote victims of Jeffrey Epstein, and yet she's there, hypothetically, as a 13-year-old, maybe. Who's into it? Who's into it? And yeah. not only into it, but a 13-year-old who's sucking her thumb? Oh, it gets so, worse than that. <laughs> so I am... Now, I, here's why I'll, I'll, I'll admit to maybe being a little bit too uh, naive boy next door. Because uh, I, I did not have sex with 13-year-olds. Maybe there's a maybe that's a thing that they do. Uh, and somebody wants to enlighten me, please don't. No, yes, I was going to say No, no. <laughs> Please, no please do not elucidate any further. I'm yeah. very happy being in the dark about this. Um, but it almost feels like... If like you've the, ever done that, just go turn yourself into the authorities immediately. The, the area that they, they had potential for, for, I think, something disturbing and terrifying would have been if it was like the like the spirit of someone who has been truly abused and... and and you know, victimized by this, and not the spirit of someone who was just really aroused by it, right? Um, and, and that now that might have also gotten gotten really uncomfortably close to reality. Mm. So I also understand them not wanting to go there. But then, don't go there. <laughs> just right. Just steer way right. just make, just around make it that. Like- and focus right. not on the victims, but on the perpetrators and the evil that they do. That's fine. Um, you know, again, we've, we have reviewed other movies where they touch on real world crimes. And there's always, it's always a fine line because at what point, you know, as I've, I've said this before, you know, there was a, uh, Gotham by Gaslight was a uh, one issue story of Batman fighting Jack the Ripper. I'm like, at what point does that become okay? When do you get to do, you know, uh, when do you get to do Captain America versus Charlie Manson and not offend people's sensibility? Well, you know, there's right? been other alternate history movies like Quentin Tarantino's done a couple times. Right, and we've talked about that. You know, <laughs> we did a movie last year. Was uh, Don't Look in the 
attic? Basement? Attic. Don't look into yes. something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one. Featuring, featuring uh, a don't, real... Don't, don't go in the fucking attic. Or something like that, right? And featuring a real Nazi war criminal as as the character. And yeah, I could understand some people not like, you know, maybe being turned off by that. Um, so you, you do have kind of a, a fine line here to work with, but they don't work with it in any way. Well, they don't it's... give anything enlightening. They don't give anything that's so clearly fantastical as to separate it from the real events. And I don't know what the fuck they're saying. Well, it gets weirder because she seems to be a victim of Prince Andrew. Yes. Oh, God. And, it gets weirder? Masturbated yeah, but, with... Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, rubbing <laughs> herself with the newspapers, doing the tea, the teacup. It's Taking, all sorts of uh, do, Doing it on the middle... Doing it doing it in the middle of the street, doing it in, in doorways outside <laughs> on, was, on dude, the sidewalk. Rubbing the letters of the... Of the House number thing. <laughs> before like, before they get into all the Anglophile stuff, there's that scene where she's just in front of the building masturbating yes. furiously and <laughs> sucking on the doorknob yes. and doing this weird like, thing with her tongue that is not sexy at all. I'm like, what in the hell is even going on here? Yeah, and and by the way, can we please also put the doorknob finishes? I had to turn around and look. I had to turn around and and make sure my wife wasn't walking in when I was watching some of these scenes. It's like this is ridiculous. She went to come in and go, "What the fuck are you watching?" And I go, "I wanted to abort." I don't know. I don't know. I can't answer that. Yeah, it's. Don't know. I, I am assuming you did not watch this with your daughters. Um, because, <laughs> no, no, it's no, a good it, and everybody was not allowed. Not go there. Oh my God! Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. And like, so for example, if we're supposed to be laughing at the girls and their uh, diving into the conspiracy and the the uh, Prince Andrew thing, then why are we then flipping the script to the other side of her masturbating to all this Prince Andrew shit? Right? Yeah, and the idea of knows. her having sex with Prince. So. Either it's something. Ooh, I hear. See, I mentioned Chris Andrew, and there's thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin, if I've offended the. <laughs> the storms are moving from here to there because we uh, had that during the day: tornadoes and thunder and lightning. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So Spike will be running under the couch any moment now, because um, that's his his emergency shelter in case of loud no- loud noises. Mm. Um. But uh, yeah. So. Was it an insane conspiracy theory, or was he really part of the conspiracy? You got to pick a lane. Well, and speaking of not picking a lane, there's another scene that made me laugh out loud, even though I probably wasn't supposed to. Was when they were in that that crystal shop, and, and the <laughs> guy behind the counter is like, "Get out! Get out! Get out!" No, wait. Let me hear. Here, let me give you this crystal for protection. Now get no, out! Get out! <laughs> That, that guy was the worst a terrible acting. actor, but his part was funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I was These are like the that. only 20 year olds who don't know how to look up something on the internet. <laughs> I, I was just laughing my ass off in that scene. It was, and it was, you know, I wasn't supposed to laugh. And I was your, your roommate's done. You might make it. <laughs> <laughs> worst line delivery ever. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. That was terrible. 
I think Eric may have a point there, which is... (laughs) I'm going to have to use that clip. (laughs) Yes, you need to put it in there. Michael, you don't understand. Oscar, explain to him. (laughs) That wasn't great. About No, this ain't real pizza. (laughs) Sorry, I'd rather talk about the office than this crap. Yeah, I understand. So, uh... Yeah, I think, so folks, you, you get the idea that we did not like it. <laughs> no, no. It, 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 was, it, was, it was fairly bad. <laughs> I gave it a chance. I watched it all the way through. Yeah. Oh, I think we all did. I think we all watched it through all the way through because we were reviewing. But, yeah, if, if I wasn't reviewing this film, I would have stopped after, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, and, I, I, and I think I've let it – I mean, again, we've made it clear. Uh, like, I, we just – we did a movie – just a couple of weeks ago that was also had that sort of dreamy fever dreams sort of thing that I don't get with, but I still found things of worth and interest in it. You know, there's the, again, the, what the, film was the, that? Uh, I can't remember what it was now. The, the, the not for me, but hmm. not necessarily a bad film. This is a movie that a is not for me. And B is also a, I think a bad film. I, I do not understand the people who like it. What, they see in it other than yes other than maybe they're like the one review i'm going to keep, I'll keep uh, going back, uh, was talking about how bold and daring it was it's probably that's all i can think of but like you said you can just get a point up yeah it's like well i don't well i don't to me bold and daring only goes so far right sure she's mas- having the actress masturbating in broad daylight out in the streets of new york city Okay, fine, nice, good, good job putting yourself out there as a performer, sucking on a doorknob. Okay, uh, <laughs> where's the where's the fucking story? Um, I'm not gonna. I can only knock the. I mean, and again, this is a low, low budget film, or at least has the feel of it. You know, the the sound design being a really good example of some of the acting, just like the the guy in the shop, really, really bad. Um, I can't blame the. The one actress who I think it's interesting that the one who turns herself into the into the uh, the 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 pedo target, you know, the 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 13 year old who wants to have sex was the one who didn't actually get involved in writing the script. So when they were writing the parts for themselves, they said, let's have the other actress be possessed (laughs) by the spirit of the horny 13 year old. Uh, Right. There's a warning sign for you there. Um, <laughs> What's sad is I think the boyfriend was the best actor. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, it's this is yeah this is not I I don't I don't get it. I don't think it's bold or daring or brave to incorporate um, Jeffrey Epstein. I am not condemning it for bringing in Jeffrey Epstein. I'm condemning it for bringing in Jeffrey Epstein and not knowing I what to do to with say it. about it. Yeah, um, because he's uh, spouting off all the conspiracy theories and not really going anywhere with it. Right. And we've done like, you know, we, we haven't we've discussed in the past. Megan is missing. We didn't do a whole episode on it, but we've discussed it. Um, there is an, there is a show that's built around real life child sex trafficking and has moments that are absolutely fucking disturbing. Um, and it opens up a whole bunch of questions as to how far do you go in your film? No, but at least they had a thing to say. I don't know what the hell they were saying here. Right. I don't. Right. Again, I don't know if they're making fun of the conspiracy theory people and or or not. And 
by the way, the weird thing being Jeffrey Epstein is like like the one thing that comes close to a conspiracy theorist can theorize as having come out to be true. So it's kind of like the wrong target if you're trying to lampoon something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although my understanding is people take it to 11. That's my understanding. So I don't know if that's where the the positive reviewers are coming from or what. Well, and and honestly, I I don't even, uh, you know, QAnon or, or whatever, but, or even the blue QAnon, because I think both liberals and conservatives have their, there are moments with the Epstein thing. Um, but, you know, there was one scene I mean, in the film there, where... There are pictures of Jeffrey Epstein with an awful lot of famous people on both sides. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, Just men. Is there... <laughs> right. And yeah. this is... And, and by the way, as a conspiracy theory, I've known about Jeffrey Epstein for years before he was ever convicted. Those rumors have been out there. The problem was getting evidence. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure. And people willing to talk. Right. And I'm sure that... I'm sure, right. I'm sure that they, they had evidence, but they just wanted to get better evidence. And so they let people be tortured for. Yeah, if you're going to take a swing at a guy with that much money, you better you better make sure you can make your case. Right, right. And, but unfortunately, by waiting, more people were uh, exploited. Yeah. Uh, but there was one scene in, in this film uh, where uh, the girl, the mole girl, uh, wanted to see if she could kill herself. By how Epstein did, or was he <laughs> murdered? Yeah, and, yeah. And I don't, I don't understand what that scene was trying to say. Was it trying to say that the conspiracy theorists that say that he was murdered were wrong, or were they trying to say that the conspiracy theorists could be right? And, and no, she was, she was trying to say that the conspiracy theorists are correct that he was murdered because you can't hang yourself like that yeah. the way he was found. That's what she was trying to say. And yet, what, and yet what I was, found humorous right, about that scene showed, is that eventually, uh, uh, I think it's what's the girl's name, Maddie. Um, uh, Noelle, Maddie. Noelle. Uh, eventually, Eddie, oh, like Eddie. panics and runs across the room and grabs a pair of scissors and comes. No, that was Noel. That was. Oh, was it Noel? Okay. Noelle. Yeah. Um, it comes back and cuts the scarf. And it's like uh, you could have just like pushed back on her shoulders. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. And She's on her knees leaning forward. You don't need to test that hypothesis. There's there's enough act or there's enough singers that have killed themselves that way and actors <laughs> from autoerotica. So, come on. That's documented. Yeah. And, and RIP David Carradine. You could just you, you could just push her. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like in excess yeah, singer. you could have just pushed her back and and she would have been fine. Mm-hmm. What what singer? The guy from In Excess. I'm pretty sure oh, that's how he was found too. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah, that that scene was 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 confusing as well. Um. And again, it's like you said, Mike. It's like like were they trying to prove conspiracy, or were they trying to say there was no conspiracy? And and, and so I, I I don't know. And then at the end, there is a conspiracy, but. The whole time they were making jokes about almost made you want to laugh at the conspiracy nuts. And yet I'm thinking maybe the writers actually do believe in the conspiracy, but it's a pile of garbage. Or I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> they're about. Do, they're doing Vivance. Like watching a hot circle of garbage. Yeah, they're using Vivance for speed. They're 
some crazy stuff. Well, that's another thing is is that yeah, they're, they're doing all this meth and speed and shit, and it's like, and then the other one is using the Addy is using another type of drug. Uh, because of an A, I can't even remember it. And, and it's like they're all just they're all just druggies, and and it's like I don't get it. So I, I don't get it. But then then they, they then there's room, you know, like Addie's the the Jewish girl, the, the the blonde, the crazy one. She, uh, her father, um, was a pedophile supposedly. There was yeah. an implication that, you know, and it's like yeah. So yeah. she was raped by her father or something, and uh-huh. I, I I don't know. Well, and in and the beginning, I feel surprised. sorry for her because everybody's a dick to her. <laughs> she gets treated like yeah, garbage yeah, in the well, first like half hour. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. But she, she was, they were all nuts anyway, so. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> but like even the boyfriend's a dick to her, you know, I mean, it's just nobody treats her yeah. good. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, she's definitely all messed up because, I mean, when she's talking about this dream and at this time, we don't think it's possession. We just think she's nuts. Uh, oh, let me phrase a behavioral health individual. And oh, you said he's it. just trying to say, she's just, nuts. <laughs> yes, he's us. Um, and he's just trying, you know, he's not really paying attention because, you know, you got the Christmas tree and whatever. And she's going, haven't you heard what I say about the, and he goes, Addie, it was just a dream. Don't worry about it. And even if she is "quote unquote" nuts, it is just a dream. So it's not real, you know. It's when it becomes real that I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't want to, you know, uh, poo-poo any behavioral health. So may, maybe bad dreams are real to her, but I don't know. I mean, I can see the boyfriend just saying, "Yeah, don't worry about it. It's just a dream." Well, so, and dreams dreams can know. be a problem depending on how they're affecting you in your waking time. But, you know, yeah. she doesn't have anybody that's really supportive. So it's kind of hard to right. – she's not going to be helped. Right. So it's just going to get worse. Well, and that's the thing. The boyfriend seems like he's he's pretty well-adjusted. So he's dating someone that obviously isn't. So when she says, I had a nightmare, he's like, yeah, everybody's had a nightmare. So – it's it's unfortunate, but once you wake up, it's gone. Poof, you know, you're, you're back to normal. So hopefully, you could just get over it, and not you know, not worry about it. So <laughs> I guess, what's that? I was gonna say it reminds me of the relationship in Midsummer, except not well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So so yeah, so I, I mean, I I don't know. I I didn't really feel bad. I didn't really think the boyfriend was that much of a dink. I think he just was over his head, and he was dating someone that. He didn't understand what had issues. Well, none and of who us knows did. What, what, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, right, right. And and who knows if he even knew about her history, you know, because it's only late in the film that they say, oh, the reason she's not friends with her father is because he, he was a pedophile and raped her. And it's like, OK, well, so she seems normal in the beginning. So it, when her friend is saying she's crazy or whatever, I'm li- and sick. I'm like, I haven't seen any evidence of that. Why does she think that? Right, and the only t- time we see evidence of it is when she's possessed by the demon or yeah. the ghost or whatever it is. So when she's not possessed by the demon or ghost, she just seems like Edie. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So yeah. So that made me think her roommate was just a bitch because she's already saying she's crazy before we even see signs of craziness. 
Right. Well, you know what though? When when she says, "Could I sleep in your bed?" and and Noelle's like, "No," that made sense. That's, go sleep. Go sleep yeah. in Greg's bed. Your boyfriend. You know, that yeah. was really needy. That so was that was weird. that was weird. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That, it was just strange. But I mean, I know the one thing that Phil did like about it. <laughs> What's that? No dogs died. <laughs> That's true. That is true. There was no animals in the film at all, to my knowledge. Oh no, except Thank the dead God, rat. Because if they were included, I'd be scared how they were included. Oh God. <laughs> oh my God. That's true. <laughs> His girlfriend starts barking. Okay. Actually, I think the most disturbing part of the whole film was was probably even though I didn't smell it, would have been the smell from when they opened the the fridge and all that stuff was molding. Oh, that was disgusting. Yeah, that that was the most disturbing part of the entire film. The rest of it, I was laughing. Yeah. I, no, there I was one good shot towards the end of the movie when she opened the door and the chain was on it and she looked in and saw all that shit in there. Right. It's like, yeah, oh, the, no. It must have stunk because it was all rotted. Food. Right, right. Food, so. Although I didn't understand the relevance of dancing on food. Yeah, well, that's that the problem with things like that. She rubbed it all over herself and danced yeah, on what, it. And... What's that have to do with... Being Epstein. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was almost like it was just oh, there the, to show the it fruit here. represented the ovaries of the underage girls. <laughs> I don't know. It's just. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Well, and, and and then even even their, their conclusion saying, oh, it's every fifth block or 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 whatever, and so it's a pentagram. pentagram. It's like it's like yeah. You just come up with the pentagram. It's like what are you talking about? That, I I don't. Well, see they didn't connection. even show us anything to to. But match that so you know back it up right so it's right. like and, and whatever gone, i could say it was a quadrant you know uh, it's every fifth anything. block it's high five that's the <laughs> secret symbol is a high five every time right. high fives is part of the pedophilia ring exactly uh, it could have been anything and then also another good one was was they find two tarot cards in the house and we don't learn anything about the tarot cards all we learn is that the guy at the magic store says those are bad yeah but it could have they could have just you know it could have been an ace of diamonds and and the joker and no you one know, accidentally uh, loses cards from a tarot deck <laughs> yeah but but it was just weird it's like it's like okay all right we know that tarot cards are bad but why are they bad and they don't explain it because uh, it's yeah. just one it was a, the sun and another one was just this the lines and it was like okay See, if Chrissy was here, we could have started the podcast asking about the tarot cards and then tuned out for about an hour. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Well, isn't there a large picture of the tarot card that she sees later on the wall? Yeah. Yeah, And that's got like little kids on it or something. Oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. yeah. But but I'm just thinking, why is it bad? Could you I mean, I'm just thinking, like, could you imagine (laughs) if, you know, if like we focused on Addie? And she was being possessed by the spirit of one of these dead children, having right, right. been an abuse survivor herself, and yeah. kind of being forced to like relive their experiences, their memories. Right. Um, that or could have been terrifying. That could her own father. Yeah, that could have been horrifying. Be for and, and and also I should point out a way to illustrate and just to to tell people out there, this is what the fuck was going on. You know, we hear it mentioned and alluded to, but. This is the shit that was happening there. At least it would have had a, for lack of a better term, educational value to it. 
you know, to illustrate the crimes of the man and the people connected with it. Right. But no, apparently that not only they were a uh, entirely voluntary pedophilia ring. And, and, and instead we, we, we have her stepping on fruits. <laughs> and shoving Chris Andrews' face in her panties. And newspapers and all sorts of stuff just rubbed down there. I don't want to spend any more of my life on this movie. Can you stop? <laughs> well, there's some more things we could talk oh about. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think we're just repeating ourselves. I know, you know. Uh, yeah. We should have set like a three and Prince Andrew in your panties limit. <laughs> and like once we got to the third one. Maybe he bang, should have set that limit. Checked out. Oh, God. Jeez. Oh, uh, seriously, I, I was just laughing the entire film. It was like this is ridiculous. And then I, I turned around a few times with my wife coming in. Thank God she's not. This is ridiculous. I don't know what I'm watching. I don't. So uh, yeah, so I, I, my wife asked me how the film was because I told her I had to watch it a film in the morning. And I go, Oh, this is the worst film ever. And he goes, Wait, <laughs> really? I go, Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is just terrible. It was it was just terrible. I I was. Oh my god! And Barrett warned me too. He goes, "I don't know if I like this film, but I'll have to see what you guys say." And then, and, and, then, and it was like, "No, you were just being kind, my friend. It was terrible." Uh, <laughs> no, I, I got to be honest, Phil. I wasn't sure because there were hot oh, chicks and they were nude. They were. So they I was like, yes. and you "All right, I know I'm hating." Be like, "Best movie ever." I was. I mean, I didn't like it. I wasn't I, sure where everybody else was. Well, I did say in in our instant message feed that the only positive thing about this film was at least you got to see some hot chicks. Thank you. Yeah. You know. So and and, and, and then and then they, and then you said and then Eric says yeah you can just go to porno or something. I go I'm trying to be positive, Eric. I'm trying to find something that was good about this film. I mean, come on, give me give me give me something here. Hey, the cinem- cinematography wasn't terrible. No. Look, I I will always again. I'll say it. I, I always have. I always will. For a young filmmaker, or for that matter, an old filmmaker, uh, anyone who wants to make a movie, to pick up a fucking camera and make the fucking movie is difficult. Mm-hmm. And I give everybody who gives that a shot and tries a ton of credit. I don't think it worked here. I, I don't know what they were trying to. Apparently, it worked for like fifty percent of people who watched it. Okay. Um, I wish them much luck going forward, and hope they deliver something coherent. Yes. Or just disappear and never come back. <laughs> that <would be> <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. I, I'll say this thing. There was one scene that, and it was it was just a throwaway scene, but it was the very last scene we saw Addie when she's like in the middle of the street looking at like something and, and going like eh, nuts. And the the two other girls, Noelle and the the girl or mole girl, say hey say hey isn't that your roommate? And they go yeah. And I'm thinking okay this scene they're gonna go confront the girl and say Addie what's wrong you know what? They go they don't they just leave her there. And no they go, they're like they, is she they, following us? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they you see his Lane Maxwell. Yes. And so that scene made me know, okay, this is just terrible. These people are untalented idiots. And then there's a scene when they go out into the the uh the backyard little um patio 
and it, they talking and they they switch subjects like seven times uh-huh. that were non sequitur. Right. And it was well, and I don't think, but they're not supposed. They're terrible. They're not in their right mind. I mean, they're all, they're taking something. Speed. Five ants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. Yeah. That, um, that could be true. It but yeah, that that makes them very hard for me. I don't like following those people in that mental state as part of my story. Um, right. Well, but but it was ba- badly written. You know, it wasn't like Nicolas Cage in yeah. Leaving Las Vegas, where you know you could you could actually see it and, and feel horrible. Here, it was just terrible. It was just a bad acting. It was bad written. It was just terrible. It's just rotten rubbish. <laughs> All right, are we done? <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad that that. I mean, it's I, actually I don't feel bad ripping the film. I feel bad that we don't want to talk about it anymore because it's like we're not giving it. But there's nothing to say. There really isn't. I mean, it, it's just not very well done. It, it, <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, news and what we've been watching. Let's do that. Yeah. Well, all right. Can we start with the what I think would be the the the, the sad news? Bruce uh, Willis, yeah, William, the, William, oh, with Bruce Willis retiring. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's unfortunate. Um, I did not read what the issue was. Uh, it begins with an A, but I didn't want aphasia. Just, yeah. Just, yeah, aphasia. What does aphasia? It's it's a it's a it's a a, a something that affects the language processing in the brain. Sometimes it happens to people who have stroke and um, it can affect you in a different ways. But like, I know one way that it can sometimes happen is that it screws up. Like, you know, a word and you know, the definition and they're actually controlled by two different parts of the brain while the connections get scrambled. And so, you know, you think the word, maybe, maybe you think the word dog refers to the thing that you walk through to get in and out of the house. Gotcha. You know, and but it's it, it, I don't know if that's specifically the variety he has. Probably not, because that's one of the weirder tangents. But it's, yeah, he's it's a communication well, I, skill. I do know yeah. that, so so that, he's he's basically going to have trouble reading, um, writing, speaking, and understanding. Yeah, I I do know that when he was on some of his last films, uh, in an article I read today, um, that he was having issues with. Using the prop guns as well. Mm. Um, yeah, it's so, been. I've been seeing articles for like about a year and a half now about him having some issues him here and there. Yeah, I mean, bad. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, he hasn't made a very good movie in a long time. Yeah, agreed. Um, but he certainly made some classics back in the day. Um, so it's sad to see see his career end because of this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the, the last film that I saw it, him in that was awesome, that was uh, was really good, was Looper. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah, and all the films he did prior to that, most of them were either really good or he was really good. And the movie may not have been good. But after Looper, unfortunately, um, yeah, as you said, Eric, he, he, was, he was cashing paychecks for whatever reason because he didn't seem like – he couldn't still do the the roles that he was doing prior, but maybe it was already because of some of this. Well, I think that's what I started wondering when I, when I heard the news is like, maybe he's known about this for a while 
and has been getting as much work as he can because uh, he's been pumping out VOD movies like they're going out of style. Um, so maybe he's just trying to, to amass as much income as he could while he was still was able to generate it. Right. And we've talked about guys like uh, Liam Neeson, who will just, for his own reasons, uh, related to the death of his wife, just will, will take a job just to work. You know, and Michael Caine, another one, he would take a job. Why? Because they paid me. Right. So sometimes they aren't. Oh, so sometimes you end up in Jaws for the revenge. Um, Bruce Willis. Other other times you have the gray and take it. Right. And the problem with Bruce Willis, I think, is that. I I get the sense he could be a bit of a dick on on set. So that's problem number one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people who didn't hard to work with. The people didn't have to work with him. They did. They wouldn't want to work with him. And like his his. Real claim to fame, of course, is the Die Hard films, and he made the two, the last two, right? There were five Die Hard movies. Mm, yes. Yeah. And the last two Die Hard films, I know, were not well received. They did not do well. And so if he's not doing great in the box office, um, he's not a draw. And that means that nobody has to work with him if they don't want to. And so, you know, unlike, say, somebody else who may be an asshole, but their last movie opened to $500 million, so fuck, we got to cast him in our next movie. Mm-hmm. So what is he there for? He's there for a lot of low-budget shit that's looking for an action star. And if he doesn't care, I don't know if it's that he doesn't care, if he doesn't have any standards, if he doesn't know the difference between it. And I don't give a shit. It's his job. He lets him. He gets paid fine. God bless you. Go do what you want if that's what you want to do. Nicolas Cage, you know, has made... All sorts of films and fun of himself for what he's doing. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And again, actors often have no clue when they're making the film, whether it's going to be shit or gold, you know, um, they just sometimes take it because they think it's an interesting role. Sometimes because they think it's going to be an easy role. Sometimes because it gives them money. I'm not going to say that the tragic situation he finds himself in, which a lot of Americans do, a lot of people do, not just Americans, as they get older. Completely erases the slate of all the bad business decisions he may have made over the last decade or him being an asshole if he was on set when he was younger. But you still don't necessarily wish it on anybody. And it is a sad thing because he is kind of at the spot where he just needs a Quentin Tarantino to come in and could have plucked him out for a film and revived his career. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. Yeah, Absolutely. And, uh, you know, much like M. Night kind of uh, did with Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, you gave him a little bit of a, of a quick resurgence mm-hmm. that didn't yep. last all that long. But, um, yeah, it's sad. It's unfortunate. But uh, it's it's life. It's, yeah, it's life. And um, the life, much like Scary of 61st, often sucks. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, well, and you know, I mean, you know, uh, he was 67 right now, you know, and we, we talked about William Hurt uh, in one of the the la- last Dark Discussions podcast that was just released, and he was 72, you know, and he passed away. So, um, you know, sometimes sometimes you have bad luck. You know, uh, my my child had a, 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 a coral thing today, and one of the songs was the monkeys, and you know, I, I leaned over to my 
uh, youngest daughter, while we're watching, I go, yeah, this is the band, you know, that the song was also, one of their songs was in Shrek, and played, done by Smash Mouth, but it, but it was the band was the Monkees. And, and she mentioned, oh, you mean the band that you told me when I asked you, three of them are now with Jesus. And I go, exactly. And then, and so I was thinking about that. It's like, Davy Jones, he, he, he was like 64 or something when he passed, and then, you know, and then, well, the others died in their 70s, and, and it's just... You know, it's it's whenever that time comes for you, I guess, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I mean, hopefully he can have a a good life in retirement, similar to what I think Gene Hackman's been doing. You know, he he decided to retire, and um, he disappeared for like twenty years. And and then I know one of the greatest actors of all time. I mean, obviously Gene Hackman is one of them, but um, um, the guy that that played all the gangster movies, Jimmy Cagney, he retired. He just quit when he was like sixty-two. He was just boom, he's done, and he never did a film ever again. And you know, so you know, it, it is what it is. It seems like he has a pretty good support around him with his wife and, and his children and uh, stuff. So yeah, yeah, it is what Aren't it is. Are he and Demi married again? No, no, I don't no. think so. Okay, I don't think so. Yeah, he's I married mean, Jack to another one. Another one who went off, and there's long been rumors of him having to deal with dementia. Alzheimer's. Yeah, exactly. Some, of some some sort. Um, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, yeah, yeah. It most certainly does. It's terrible. And um, on the same end, you know, on life sucking. Um, uh, uh, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters, passed away. Yeah, you just saw him in a movie. And I was going to say, if you're wondering how does this relate to genre news, he was just in a horror movie, which was um, Studio 666 playing himself. Um, yeah, I was so already playing the C when it comes out on VOD, but that that ah. that's just I mean, this is it's a, which is going to make put a weird pall over that film because this is you know the whole band together making a movie, having some laughs doing it. I didn't think it was the greatest movie in the world, but now, like, boy, the scene where he gets killed is going to look really weird now, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Right. Especially since the, and the film just came out like a month ago, if that, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was when Pam and, and I were at um, yeah. Mystic, missed, so it was a month and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of weird. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, his passing was uh, illicit drugs, but uh, a passing is a passing, and it's very unfortunate. Right, and and, and there's and a lot drugs, of people who have those problems. Be, yes, drug substance abuse is is a part of mental health, absolutely, or behavioral health, if you prefer. And yeah, um, and God bless those of you without any vices out there. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, so yeah, so that, those were some some unfortunate things, uh, and of course William Hurt, which we already discussed as well, and, and the Body Heat episode that was just released, episode five twenty eight. Um. Oh, and a weird news. There's a related to Bruce Willis. Um, there's, there was some awards news. Um, the Razzies actually withdrew an award for Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which um, they used to they used to give an award for the worst movie starring Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. It was like which the what was the and this year I think they had which was the worst Bruce Willis performance. Yeah, the worst Bruce Willis performance of 2021 and. Uh, they're like, okay, you know what? Um, maybe he was just trying to get him in before he went away. So we take it back. 
Um, right. They also, and in the same time, and weirdly enough, in the same announcement, they also like, we also want to take away our Razzie for Shelley Duvall in The Shining, because mm. they realized like how badly tortured she had been, and they realized mm. maybe it was not in good taste. Right. Um, it's like okay. Yeah. And why, why did they give her a bad... She was pretty good in that film. I, I have no idea. Yeah, that makes no sense. That, she was actually pretty good in that film, I thought. But, yeah, I have no idea well, either. I find the Razzies vaguely distasteful anyway, so... Yeah. Um, The one time I liked them was when Bill Cosby swept the Razzies for Leonard Part 6. <laughs> and he forced <laughs> them to actually have an award ceremony so he could collect the Razzies. <laughs> Which, of course, since it was Bill Cosby, in hindsight, that has a different sort of distaste to it now. Right. <laughs> right. But at the time, um, it, se- it seemed funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because I remember when it came when that movie came out and he went on Carson and basically, you know, which would have been the equivalent yeah. of yeah. Uh, uh, on the Tonight Show. Right. And you said, uh, yeah. no, nope, basically when just promoting the film saying, no, it sucks. It's just it's a terrible right. movie. Yeah. Yeah. How times change. I remember, you know, growing up in Massachusetts, you know, um, UMass, one of their big claims to fame was uh, famous uh, Americans that that graduated from that college and university. And and Bill Cosby was one of them. (laughs) Well, he's still famous. Yeah. (laughs) And he still graduated from there. Yeah. But they don't promote it much anymore. obviously. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, so yeah, speaking, speaking of, of mystic and, and the casinos, Mike, I, I remember I was at, uh, Foxwoods or Mohegan sun once about you know 20 something years ago and he was on tour and he was there and, and hundreds of people were there to see him, but yeah. yeah well, I saw him in radio city when I was younger. When, when something like that comes to light, um, like I, 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 I liked Bill Cosby's comedy um i wasn't a huge fan of him but i i i I was a huge fan of louis ck uh and when something comes to life like that it's a really difficult thing um for for his fans to reckon with because i mean i don't think anybody can really argue that bill cosby is not a genius comedian because he is but he also happens to be a piece of shit uh um and and uh, trying to reconcile that in your in your head is is really difficult. Yeah, I mean, I never was a fan of the Cosby Show. I didn't bother watching that because I didn't watch many TV shows back in those days. But I was always a fan of Fat Albert, and I loved his stand up. Uh, oh, his stand up is genius. Yeah, yeah his yeah. stand up is great. Yeah. Even right before this all hit, he did one uh, live. Uh, I don't know if it was a live special. He did a special for Comedy Central um, and that I thought was was fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he was great. And um, I mean, I remember seeing. Um, I think it was on the like Jerry Seinfeld had done it when he went back on tour after the show was over. Mm-hmm. You know that he's sitting down bullshitting with other comedians and they're talking and he's talking to Chris Rock and Chris Rock had mentioned just going to see Cosby and Chris Rock is saying I'm going out there doing 20 minute sets. He's out there doing like a full two hours of new material. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and reveling in like the genius of the man as a stand-up comic. And I think it's perfectly fine. You know, if you found out that your plumber, you know, who has always done good work for you is a pedophile, you're not going to say, well, in hindsight, his plumbing work wasn't that, wasn't that good. You know, I don't think I could ever use that toilet again. Um, (laughs) It's, 
there's the work and then there's the the, the person and, right. and and yes it's it can be very hard and it can be very weird yeah you know but um well you know i mean perfect example kevin spacey right i mean yeah. i love kevin spacey back when he was the it guy when he won all his academy in the awards. 90s, yeah yeah he was awesome i loved him he was like yeah. one of my favorite actors and then they gave him became, an academy award for being a sexual pervert right and Oh wait, right because in, in American Beauty, you know, for wanting to have sex oh, yeah, with right, the right, underage yeah, daughter next door, and then but, it turns out, oh wait, he really is a a, a yeah, sex predator. Yeah. Oh no, we only want to give you an award for pretending to be one. We didn't know yeah. you really were. Allegiance. Marilyn Marilyn Allegiance. Manson right now for me. I love his music, but uh, you know, watching that. Holy Jesus! Did you watch that? Yes, it's very disturbing. Oh, what, 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 watching what? What? what, what? Uh, Phoenix Rising. Uh, it yeah. is actually. I was going to talk about it on my what I've been watching. Uh, it's a documentary on HBO Max. Uh, it's two parts, and it is the story of Evan Rachel Woods, um, eventually coming to name Marilyn Manson as her abuser. And good lord! Um, so it's specifically about her story and manson yeah and other people too other people that have said well she now she now has a support group of people who have dated marilyn manson (laughs) that's how horrible that fucking guy is if your exes need a support group you may have made a mistake yeah (laughs) some of the the even worse as i say even worse she she feels for him in that she thinks he was abused, uh-huh. but he still needs to be punished. So it's even, well, it's just heartbreaking. And I found it interesting in that she referred to him by two different names in that he was born under the name Brian Warner. And at point she talks about Brian Warner, but when she's talking about her abusing abuser, she calls him Manson. I, yep. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, and and some of the shit he did to her was just real life horror. It's it's oh my god. Yeah, uh, I mean, we have to. I mean, it, it's most people who do that shit do have a bad background. Um, they have something in their their history. Um, but I'll, I'll always remember, like when I was in college and I was looking you know, to become a teacher. You have to go through a child uh, abuse seminar like spotting the signs and stuff like that. And you, you talk to the therapist and the therapist was telling us about a case. They were working about, um, a 12 year old boy, I think 12, 13 years old who had been sexually abused by his older brothers. Mm-hmm. Sexually, the, the older brothers had sexually abused, had been sexually abused by their father. But the 12 year old boy had also then sexually abused like his eight or nine year old sister. Yeah. And, and how do you deal with it? And the, you have to teach the kid that things happen to him. He's a victim that that's not his fault, but he also did something horrible to his sister. And we like to compartmentalize. You are either the victim or you are the perpetrator. And you can be both. And you can be both. And I always have said, you know, when I look at my students, I can you can often see who their parents are 90 percent of the time and who they are. At some point, the worst kids who may be coming from the worst homes will go off 
and do that to their own children. And what point do they stop becoming the person you feel, feel sorry for and become the person you blame? Mm-hmm. And the reality is it's an ongoing circle and it's a bit of both. And my understanding, we mentioned John Hurt. We talked about this last week. Um, he kind of made peace with the things he did before he passed, that he was had real substance abuse issues. When Marley Matlin wrote her biography or, or memoirs or whatever it is and basically mm-hmm. named names and talked about things he did, he made no attempt to really defend himself. He admitted, you know, we were in a bad space then, um, um, you know, coming out and admitting, yeah, I, I was a shit. Mm-hmm. And you hope that eventually you can't undo the damage you did, but you do kind of hope that these people eventually find some peace with themselves and can find a, and you'll never make it up to the people you victimized, but stop. Well, yeah, but the, the, the sad part is that Marilyn Manson is just completely denying everything. Uh, in fact, at the beginning of the month, he actually filed a lawsuit um, against Evan Rachel Wood and all and the person that helped her with this um, for emotional distress because of the false accusations they're making. Um, and I, I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to say that I am not inclined to believe it. I will, however, always say, you know, uh, I'm not there. Uh, Marilyn Manson being weird makes it a lot easier to believe terrible things about him, uh, which is probably not fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I will certainly be willing to keep an open mind, but I don't think it looks good. I don't, there's too many people that are supporting her that also had similar experiences and then crew members that are now saying right. stuff. So Right. And it's sort of like with Bill Cosby, when it was one woman, people think it didn't fit people's image of him. It was hard to believe Mm -hmm. when you got, you know, 20 women or 40 women or whatever it was. It's suddenly like, okay, I I can't I can't I can't really like look the other way anymore. I can't dismiss it anymore. Um, Again, I'm not dismissing. I'm not saying everyone deserves their fair hearing. You're being you're being fair, which is. I'm not saying I believe him. I'm just saying I, I I really doubt it, but I'm willing to leave the door open because there have been cases in the past of people who have ended up being exonerated, but not nearly as many as, as you would like. Well, that's fair. Well, and the thing here is, is I don't even think there's, I, I don't think Manson is, I don't think they're trying to convict him of anything because it's past the statute of limitations and they can't. Um, they're just making public statements. Uh, but there was a scene in this Phoenix Rising documentary that really, um, I found it an amazing display of human emotion and reaction when Evan Rachel Woods was in a room with a bunch of other women who had dated Marilyn Manson. And one of the other women starts telling a story about something that is the same thing that Evan Rachel Woods went through. And you can see the look on her face where for a moment she's so relieved that somebody else is backing up her story um, to add to her credibility. And then you see her realizing that she's feeling that relief and immediately feel guilty about it and start sobbing. 
And I was just like, whoa, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> that's intense. Yeah. It's a really hard watch. It is. And, and I think it's really well done. Um, but warning um, to anybody out there who has, has triggers, um, they talk about some horrendous, horrendous acts of, of physical abuse, emotional abuse, and sexual abuse um, during the documentary. So it might not be uh, something everybody can get through. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, it's a terrible thing. It's, it is. It's, it is. Um, so, yeah. Um, so happy stuff besides Cosby's. Yeah, let's go back Maryland. to talking about the, about the uh, and Epstein's. 61st. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I enjoyed talking about that because it, it was hilariously, ridiculously terrible. Um, but let's, let's talk about, uh, what we've been watching, uh, unless there's any, or news, other news in horror that, or genre. I'd prefer to skip the whole Oscars thing. I think that's been saturated. Yeah. I don't, I prefer not to talk about it. I, I so <laughs> yeah, I prefer not to talk about the Oscars either. Um, and that's fine. Uh, so let's, let's talk about, uh, what we've been watching. Uh, what's up with you, Eric? You usually have a good, good stuff besides Phoenix Rising. Um, yeah, I went to the theater and saw X, the latest Ty West movie. Um, and I really liked it a lot. Um, a lot to talk about. Yes. We, we've discussed that. Uh, we, we may, uh, do it uh, on Monday night when we did the cinema a la carte episode, we, we discussed that we'll probably do X when it comes out on VOD. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it's very, it, you know, a lot of, it's still locally around here if I drive like a certain amount of time, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll probably have to wait until it comes on VOD and we'll definitely do an episode on it for sure. Right. So I'm not going to say too much about it. Um, then after that, I watched a bunch of reviews of X online and a lot of, uh, them referenced the influence of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is fairly obvious. Uh, and another movie called Eaten Alive, which I had never heard of. So I watched it. Oh, is that the alligator one? Yeah, with Toby. That's another Toby. Who he did that. He he directed both of those films mm-hmm. with Freddy Krueger. Uh, yeah, Robert Robert. <laughs> the first thing uh, Quentin Tarantino stole a line from this. My movie. name is Buck, <laughs> and I'm here to fuck. It's the first line delivered in this movie by Robert England. Um, <laughs> but it's I got, not. I got it on Blu-ray. I haven't watched it. it, yet, it it's not a good movie. Um. I mean, there is an alligator, and that's that's it. Uh, <laughs> but nobody white cursing at people. <laughs> uh, then I watched a movie on Hulu called Fresh, uh, which I also enjoyed. And I'm not going to say too much because I'm hoping we might do an episode on it eventually. Sounds um, good to me. It's a brand new film, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then I watched Three Billboards Outside Emmy, Missouri, because we just recorded an episode of that for Cinema a la Carte. Uh, it'll probably be out in, uh, 2025. Uh, <laughs> actually, actually I was editing the edge today. So I'm going to try to get all of them out within the next, uh, four weeks or so. <laughs> okay, cool. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, and then I watched the, the Phoenix rising thing. I, we were just talking about and that's it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think you'll ever beat me in the number of times that three billboards, Outside Ebbing, Missouri, in in watching, unless you wanted to sit there. I'm not trying, Phil. 
Yeah, yeah. I, 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 even my wife thought I was insane watching. She won't even watch the film because you watch it too many times. And we're not watching. Yeah, it's like when I lived on Long Island and I couldn't listen to Billy Joel because everybody would listen to Billy Joel. I was just like, <laughs> uh, it took me took took a while for me to listen to him again because it, you just Indeed. got saturated. Indeed. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so for me, um, well, I watched the first episode of the Halo TV show on Paramount Plus, which uh, myself, Mike Barrett, and Kevin, not Kevin, uh, Sean Fox are doing episodes on for a new podcast called Cortana's Communique, the Halo podcast. Uh, I know the, the new episode just came out, and uh, I know I was talking to Sean Fox. He said it was pretty damn good, so uh, I'm looking forward to watching that uh, probably tomorrow night. Uh, so that's, that's so far a pretty good show, at least the first episode for me. Uh, I, um, watched, uh, billboards, uh, as Eric mentioned, the three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri for the, uh, maybe the 73rd time. So that was good. (laughs) Um, yep, yep. Um, I watched, uh, uh, Scary on 61st. Um, so what else did I watch? Uh, I watched a number of, uh, uh, political YouTube podcast, um, so, but I won't mention them because it has nothing to do with genre. And what else have I done uh, that I've watched or played video games? I haven't played any video games recently. So yeah, I got wow. no video. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I haven't watched done video games recently. Yeah, I've been I've been 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 uh, watching political podcasts and playing games. <laughs> Nuclear with Holocaust movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Next what up is Threads. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I did watch. Uh, yeah, what was that? That one that I was watching. That was that was War Games, wasn't? Yeah, War Games. That's yeah, I was watching. Yeah, I should be watching those. Um, and that's it. Yeah. So I got nothing else. Have you uh, seen Threads, Phil? No, but I, I, I it's on Blu-ray. It just came out uh, yeah. last year by Severin, but I, that's the English one, right, from the UK. Oh yeah. Yeah, I heard it's pretty good. But it's good. It's it's bleak. Um just the way they, Phil likes it. Yeah, they <laughs> they uh because they don't like stop like with them rebuilding the world or something. It's they, they like fast forward through like and what's the world gonna be like twenty years later as you follow like the survivors and oh my uh, god, it's oh god, it's awful. It is absolutely awful. All right. Yeah, yeah, I may have to check it out, but uh um yeah, I'm going to try to stick with uh I I definitely um, recommend anyone who's stuff. interested in Cold War paranoia watch threads. Uh by I haven't seen the day after in forever, but I think it's better than the day after, but um it is not an easy watch and it's uh, probably I, I a thing you should the, watch once and never again. I, the only thing I remember day after was I think it was Jason Robots was in that, and and he and he they had to lock the dog outside, and the kids are saying, "Why are you doing that?" He goes, "Because we don't have enough food for the dog. Shit, the dog is. We just have to let him go." And uh, and I said, "All right, I'm all done. I'm not watching this." Oh, anymore. wait. Speaking of dogs, have you watched Chernobyl? Yes. Oh God. Oh, that was terrible, dude. I that was the worst when they were shooting the dogs. That was, was brutal. Yeah, and it still makes no sense why they did it. I, I don't care. No, it makes total sense if you think about it. Because they're radioactive dogs, and dogs go to people. Radio wild animals won't. I know, but it's just evil. They what just, radioactive just, dogs? Didn't you see the Hulk movie? They could have eaten the dog instead of keeping it outside. And radioactive. It oh, that <laughs> it's, one. It's just, 
They should have just fed the dogs and, and, and let them live and, and stay away from people. <laughs> I don't know. But it's Russians. What do you expect from those people? They're a bunch of assholes. Because it was <laughs> Russians. They were the ones that did it. It wasn't the Ukrainians. It was the Russians that caused that mess. So fuck those people. Anyway, Russians and Germans, they could both burn in hell. Anyway, um, wow. that's all I got to say. About, yeah, those people. Dude. Yeah, because everybody in both of those countries thinks exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Not, not, not true. Actually, actually, to be honest, I've always liked uh, Russia after after the Cold War, and so it was very unfortunate about the whole situation. Um, but they they during the Cold War, what they did, ooh, those bastards. Now, I was that was alive during the Cold War, dude. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember a lot of people bootlegging blue jeans, right? That's uh, you know, they they didn't have a lot of say over the life that they had. Nope, they didn't. They, those people were effed like the rest of them. Yep. It's like, okay, who wants a car? We do. All right, stand in line for 30 hours and we'll get at you a Yugo. <laughs> yeah. Surprise! And, 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 anyway, let's get into uh, what you've been watching, Mike. Uh, I've been watching the movies you've mentioned. Um, I'm really curious you know, for people to listen to that uh uh, podcast on three billboards because I know Eric and I ripped into it, but I suspect Phil's going to edit it at something har- horrible. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it is a very, very good film. Strongly recommended. Um, oh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I had watched, I, I pulled three movies in a weekend. I saw X and I saw, um, I saw Batman and I saw West Side Story with my mom, uh, which, and I liked all three of those films. Um, I can't remember the actress's name who did win best supporting actress. I thought it was very well deserved. Because uh, we I was talking with my mom at the end of the film, and she had like a, you know, as if you know the story of West Side Story, right? She's the uh, Anita, the sister. She's you know got a, so many, such a wide range of emotions she has to do. Um, more so, I think than most of the other characters in the film. But I think that was a really. I still love the original, but I like these. I think Spielberg did a really good job with with updating it and did some interesting new things with it. And let's talk about the other two movies, Mike. And X already. Phil already what about Batman then? The Batman. X, X, hold on. X. Eric already Saddle talked about. Down, Phil. Uh, I know, but I was sick and tired X, of the West Side stories. It was like 15 seconds, Phil. No, it was at least 30. Yeah, it oh, was, my God. At least. Sure, unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you, and, Thank you. Uh, with X, the one thing that Eric, I, I did not mention, and I want to make sure everyone knows, sit through the credits. Okay. Be sure to sit through the credits. West Side Story? Yes. Of X. <laughs> no, no. Of X. <laughs> now, what, what about Batman? Come on, we're waiting Batman, for Batman, I think, which it's, I don't think it's as good as Dark Knight. Um, well, it's got some good abuse. stuff, but it's, you know, it's three hours long, almost. Um, it is Batman meets seven meets Zodiac. And if you want, after you, you go see the film, you can take your kids to buy all sorts of Batman merchandise at Walmart. Um, which is just a weird thing. Uh, I think it's a decent reboot, a decent restart. Um, I think Robert Pattinson is perfectly fine. Episode Uh, maybe I don't know. No, Um, no, no. It was more of a detective Batman than it was. Right action batman right which i liked which is something i've yeah. been waiting for them to do for a long long time yeah um but i certainly but i still like matt reeves um 
So uh, I really was not shocked that this was a decent film. So, yeah, if you like Batman, you've probably already seen this. I can't imagine, or we'll be watching it anyway. If you don't, I don't think that's going to change your opinion. Uh, yeah, I was going to take my daughter to it, um, but it's just no, so no, 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 no. Yeah, no. No, no. Oh, isn't it PG-13? No, no, no. Isn't it PG-13? Well, it starts with basically a guy being rather brutally murdered. <laughs> uh, and, like, like not gratuitously bloody. Okay. But certainly violent and disturbing. I don't think that like uh, someone under so a six year old probably would be a bad thing to see. Yeah, uh, interesting. It would be yeah, even worse than you seeing Taxi Driver when you were ten. Yeah. All right, because we we were. Um, oh, you saw it already, Eric? The movie? No. Oh, I'm, but, I'm still confident in my statement. But so sure. it's a th- it's a three hour long detective story. It's it's like would you you wouldn't take her to see seven. Well, right. maybe I'm, I'm being presumptuous there. Uh, <laughs> most people would not take a six-year-old to see What's seven or Zodiacs. Uh, right, right, but, right, right, but those are R-rated films. This one isn't. No, but it's it does it goes about as far as you can under a PG-13. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's okay. pretty firm, and it's slow. It's not. I mean, I was I was never bored in the film. Sure. But it's a detective story. It's not a big action film. There's like there's a couple of action set pieces. Uh, but yeah, uh, not for little kids. Um, All right, fair enough, fair enough. Although twelve-year-olds would probably love it because it's so serious and adult, dude. Um, it's Batman. It's Batman. Yeah. Uh, I finally started playing Red Dead Redemption, but didn't get to go very far because I had a bunch of podcasts to do. And then is I, that the zombie one or the western one? Uh, it's the western one. There's uh, Red Dead Redemption is the two is the sequel, and they, I don't think they ever did the the undead follow up to it the way they did with the first game. So you're playing you're playing just the the, the western part, not the, the western novel. part. I haven't gotten very far because I've had the whole vision thing is and the podcast thing. Uh, I also yeah. started watching Halo. I do want to remind let people know. I know I've plugged the show before. Uh, Better Call Saul comes back for its final season in a couple of weeks. The last season is dropping on Netflix on, I think it's April 4th. So if you have not watched Better Call Saul up till now, there's a great chance to catch up because they have all five seasons on Netflix. Um, You don't have to wait. You can binge. And it's, uh, I think it's 10 episodes a season. So you should be able to get through those, you know, in a, in a month or so and be ready to catch the new season or or DVR it and then binge watch it after you got them all. And the new season, is that going to be on Netflix or is that somewhere else? No, that's AMC. That's right. Yeah, that's that's the, and that's the reason why I, I stopped watching the show is because DVR. I missed... yeah, yeah, just wait for yeah. it to drop on Netflix. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll do the <laughs> I could do that if I if I have time. I, I don't know if I have no. Um, but uh, so, no, I think uh, now I think that's it. All right, sounds good. Uh, Barrett, what about yourself? Besides, you watched Batman and what, saw Batman. Uh, we binge watched uh, the Hardy Boys on Hulu because the a second season's coming out, and I'm I've always been a fan of the Hardy Boys since I was young. So Sean Cassidy still doing that? When I was a kid. Uh, not the Sean Cassidy one. It's a new version on Hulu, and it was pretty good. I actually thought it was really well done. Oh, I thought um, they maybe would just brought Sean Cassidy and Parker Stevenson back and made him up no. until they were 17 again. Nope. <laughs> All 
Okay. It's, it's a pretty well done storyline for the first season. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, let's see what else. Mm. And then, of course, Halo, like you said. Watch that. That's about it. What about uh, Resident Evil Village? Have you picked that up again? I have not. Too bi- too much work going on. You Regular were playing work. Far Cry 6, though, weren't you? No, I just sent you that, that email about that because I knew you played it and it sounded interesting. A Stranger Things <laughs> mix up with Far Cry. I thought you'd like that. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and one of the adventures, side adventures, is a uh, Stranger Thing link. Um, so, all right, very well, very well. Um, all right, so that's pretty much it for what we've been watching and some news. Um, so I guess we can get into our final thoughts on the movie review tonight. But before we do that, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy Dan. I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Scancity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it wherever you got this one. Excellent. And uh, when you uh, see Dan, uh, tell him I said hi. Uh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, Dan's a good guy. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. Yeah. So, so tell him I said hi. Um, okay. So uh, what else? Uh, um, Mike, me, you, and Eric, we just recorded a podcast on Monday night. And uh, what is that podcast? All about? Yeah, that was uh, the Cinema Allo Cart podcast. We just recorded an episode on three billboards outside of fucking Missouri. <laughs> and uh, Ebbing, <laughs> fictional town in Missouri. Uh, and, you know, we basically review movies that are not dark discussion movies. And, uh, uh, Eric, I know you already told us our next movie, and I already forgot what it is. Oh, I remember what it is now. <laughs> I I uh, I won't spoil it for viewers, but, you know, oh, you know they I can make I a guessing game out of it. Maybe they'll figure it out. I'll have to um, ask you after, Eric, because I, I, I don't know what it is. But anyway, continue. You, you said to- it was awesome. I, I forget already though what it was. Wow. Yeah, oh my god. Or so see Eric, we're all just we're just playing head games. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I remember now. Yeah, yeah, that's a great movie. I saw <laughs> <Okay. laughs> All right. It was my one a, a great director. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah directors <laughs> other movies have already been mentioned in this particular episode not that long ago by me. Um anyhow. Oh, that's true. Uh, so that is the Cinema a la Carte podcast. Uh, you can find it on a semi-irregular basis because we record it whenever we're not busy <laughs> doing anything else. And what was originally meant to be like a, a monthly thing between when we're not doing other podcasts like the Westworld podcast or whatever else. And then everybody started to doing 19 different podcasts. And now it's just squeeze it in wherever we can find a crack in our schedule. Also, so that's coming out. It comes out, you know, what, no, three, it was, three to it was, six times a year, maybe. It wasn't my fault. You remember? It was Mike got swamped because of something at work. Because of COVID first. And it was a whole bunch yeah, of things. We all got to stop doing weekly television podcasts. <laughs> well, at least at, at least so far, the, this new one actually may be good. Unlike the last three that have been just horrendous. <laughs> well, not including the Discovery of Wishes. That would be good. 30 but, weeks of everybody's life wasted. Oh, my God, dude. Dude, dude the, the Lovecraft country was terrible the stand one was terrible and even that josh whedon one that he got fired on was was mediocre <laughs> oh it was terrible so i mean it wasn't terrible but it was just mediocre but at least 
Discovery of Witches, and now this this one. That, uh, speaking of uh, Barrett, uh, there's a new podcast that me, you, Mike, and Sean Letts. Uh, Sean, 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 Sean Letts? Fox, Who's Sean, Sean Fox, Letts? Sean oh, Fox man. We've got a wedding announcement. <laughs> we're, we're doing Cortana's <laughs> communiques, and we're talking about the Halo show that has just come out on Paramount+. Plus, uh, and we're doing a weekly podcast on it. Yep, that's right. That's right. So follow that podcast. You can find it wherever podcasts are found, or you can uh, follow it on the Dark Discussions podcast uh, feed as well as well as Cinema a la Carte. It has its own feed, but it's also on the Dark Discussions feed too. Uh, also, uh, another podcast that uh, we do is uh, the Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews podcast, which me and Barrett uh, usually do with a rotating. Uh, co-hosts, including Mike. Mike joined us for uh, Green- Greenland. We did an episode on and the Wonder Woman uh, film we did an episode on. But uh, we also do a lot of screeners and stuff as well. And you find that at, at its own feed as well as on um, the Dark Discussions podcast feed. Uh, so I think that's pretty much it for house cleaning. Um, again, email us at darkdiscussions at aol.com, www.darkdiscussions.com. Uh, so let's get into our final uh, thoughts on the scary of 61st Street, or just 61st. Um, and I'll start. Uh, nothing was scary about the film, and it was terrible. <laughs> that is all I have to say. Uh, let's go with you, Eric. Uh, I agree. Uh, this is like a circle of hot garbage. Indeed. Uh, Barrett. Yeah, uh, save yourself. Do not see this movie. And Mike. Uh, yeah, if you have HBO Max, I highly recommend watching the new West Side Story. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, now, uh, for... Uh, the folks, once again, this film is called The Scary of 61st Street. Or, actually, it's just called The Scary of 61st. Uh, the film was directed by Dasha Nekrasova, and it was written by Dasha Nekrasova and Madeline Quinn. Uh, both Dasha Nekrasova and Madeline Quinn are two of the stars of the film, along with Betsy Brown. Uh, the film also includes uh, Mark Rappaport as Greg. Uh, the movie can be found on Shutter. It is readily available there. It's about 80 minutes or so. Um, about 79 minutes too long. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is true. Um, the film, uh, we don't recommend, but you may um, want to see it, but we don't recommend it. Uh, and I guess that's pretty much it for this episode here. So, uh, Eric, why don't you leave us out? All right, thanks for tuning in. Let's, let's talk about the scary of sixty first. Congratulations if you made it this far. Uh, come back next week. We'll have another topic. We'll find a new way to address pedophilia. <laughs> Good news. We get to go home. Guess who just ordered from your favorite pizza place, Alfredo? Wait, Alfredo's Pizza Cafe or Pizza by Alfredo? Same thing. No, I don't understand when you all talk at the same time. Oscar, talk to him. Michael, there's a very big difference between these two pizza places, both in quality of ingredients and in overall taste. Which one did you order from? Pizza by Alfredo. Oh. All right, you know what? Okay, okay, what is better? 
a medium amount of good pizza or all you can eat a pretty good pizza? A medium a amount, amount of good pizza. pizza. Oh no, it's bad. It's real bad. It's like eating a hot circle of garbage.